Hello, everybody, and welcome. Today we have a returning guest, Celeste Elsie. If you haven't heard our first recording, please go back and find it because there is so much wisdom and so many nuggets to take away from hearing anything that Celeste says. Um, but today I wanted to really focus this idea that when people are seen and heard and feel like they belong, there's a safety that comes in that, that then opens up the door to risk-taking and real learning and Celeste said towards the end of the recording, when kids are dysregulated, we know they can't learn, you know? And so if we really want learning, if we really want connection, if we really want growth, we need to create a space that's safe for that. And so what I really want to focus in on, on this conversation today is them firsthand experience, so to speak, hearing stories of that transformation of where people were seen and heard and really just talking more about that. Oh, thank you. And thanks for having me back. I love this. Okay. So when listening to you speak about transformation, not like four quick stories come to mind. The first two have to do with students. Um, when I was teaching the Greatness Kids groups early on at a middle school in Northern California, um, there was a girl that was new to our campus. She was an eighth grader. She arrived with a very thick CUME file, and typically that means lots of behavior struggles. And the administrators and counselor put her into my Greatness Kids class right away. And this class was made up of the 24 most challenging kids on the middle school campus. And they were the kids even the best teachers couldn't keep in class. And I learned so much from them. And they were such great kids. They just didn't know their strengths. And they really believed that the only way to be seen was to act out. So anyway, I have um, this Greatness Kids group going. We meet four times a week. The kids are well-versed in NHA. They get it. We're creating new activities as we go. And this new student enters my class. And she wasn't having it. On the first day, she actually stood up and ran and slid body first across the six-foot tables in my room. And I had to not respond in a way that would cause escalation. And I was, I was pretty good at it by then. I was like, okay, here we go. I'm like, yay, a new challenge. But what happened is the other kids were very upset by her behavior. So I had to reset other kids for wanting to yell at her and using inappropriate language to tell her that that was not okay, blah, blah, blah. So I had to let her know my expectations for her behavior, and then also use NHA on the kids that were reacting to her behavior. And um, so on the second day of class, she came in and she took her arm and put it across this table. We were meeting in the teacher's lounge. She cleared this table that had the lounge telephone, handouts, books, um, writing utensils. She cleared it. And that was triggering to me because I'm like, what are, what are you doing? But I did not respond in a negative way. And I just said, I need you to stop. I need you to pick those up. And, you know, because I didn't respond to her in a way that she was used to by yelling or reprimanding or kicking her out of class or going to the admin saying, get her out of my class, I got her attention pretty quickly. And then I started giving her recognitions for everything that she did well, like she showed up on time. So I'm going to recognize her. And I worked really hard to see her positive qualities when there was so much that was not going well. And within a few weeks, she was a model student in my classroom. 
So that transformation was um, really something because there were so many times where even though I knew I had the skills to make transformation happen, that voice in my head was saying things like, it's not going to work this time. And she was one of those cases. So that was um, really incredible to see. Um, I was working in a high school for expelled youth in an alternative ed program, running a Greatness Kids group. And it was the first day of the class. And I didn't know that there were two groups of girls in that class that did not like each other. And I found that out very quickly with comments that were being made and such. And um, one of the girls was upset with me asking her not to give energy to the girls across the room, no matter what they said. And she said something super inappropriate to me. And instead of reacting or kicking her out, I just said, need you to reset on the F word. And I kept teaching. The look on her face was like, what's happening here? And then I recognized her for her successes. Anyway, weeks later, um, through lots of work in this group to repair these friendships, and it happened, um, the girl was ready to return to her uh, regular high school. And she came to me and we were talking and I said, hey, just so you know, you are a really beautiful young lady inside and out. I hope you know that you do not have to behave like a bad to get attention. People can love you for who you are. And she started crying and she said, I know that now. So that um, is something I'll never forget because this girl was headed down a pretty um, terrible path. And um, that was a transformation that was super meaningful to me. And just to be able to watch it and nurture it. And it was tough. She was a tough gal. Um, but that was a great um, story that I love to share. And then I have to tell you, one time I had this dentist appointment and when my appointment was finished, my dentist was sitting in his little swivel chair and I got up to leave and I thought, you know what, I'm going to stop and recognize him. And I turned to him and I said something like, hey, doctor, whatever his name was, um, my husband told me that you spend your weekends supporting new dental practices and teaching them the skills they need to be successful in their business and also doing dental research for universities. Wow, that's a lot. And he said, oh, yes, I do do that. And I said, wow, like, look at you. You're almost ready to retire. You've worked so hard. And you take the time to care for new dentists to ensure they're successful. And you give what you've learned to research. That is really incredible. What a gift you are. Like, I poured it on. He, it was like, he, it stopped him in his tracks. And he became just so grateful in front of my eyes. Like it was shocking for me to see his transformation of realizing what he's doing for the community. He took my hand in a very appropriate, kind way. And he looked at me and he said, uh, it almost makes me cry. He said, thank you for sharing that. You have made my day. And then he said, actually, you've made my week. Uh, Wow. Thank you. Uh, wow. He, he just was so blown away. So it was interesting because here's the successful dentist. So it just proves the point that everyone deserves to be told about how great they are and what they're doing specifically. 
Um, so that was a really um, impressive moment for me to see that because I didn't expect him to respond that way. Another time I had someone as a guest speaker in my class and he had written a book called um, A Boy Named Walter. And it was his story of his life experience from being an orphan in the 40s to getting himself to school without parents and no one knew he didn't have parents and he knew that if he behaved in school and did well, nobody would ever check. He ended up, this is a wild story, he became a Fulbright Scholar winner where the President of the United States presents him with that honor. He was awarded this honor by John F. Kennedy. He met Kennedy's family and became the director of the um, Peace Corps in the Caribbean, the training center. He was a superintendent of the Ventura County Schools. Because of the honor he received from the president, he was able to choose where he wanted to teach for four years in the world. He went to Africa with his family for four years. Um, he Recently, he... Um, has been a creative writer teacher for a creative writing teacher for Apple and companies like that. So this guy is like the most successful. I mean, if you do one of those things, you're successful. And he was the most kind and compassionate, gentle human being I've ever met in my life. The most extraordinary person I've ever met. So anyway, he came and gave a presentation in a very challenging alternative ed class that I had. And at the end of the presentation, I asked him to stand in front of the class and we did a greatness kids activity where we create a greatness poster for him. So I asked the kids, can you all call out the positive qualities that you've seen here in Mr. Knuckles today? So their kids are calling out, he's brave, he perseveres, he's resilient, he's creative, and on and on. I'm writing these qualities on the board. And then part of the activity is that you read the qualities to the person. So he was kind of fiddling, putting his things away. And I said, and I started reading the qualities to him. And I said, Mr. Knuckles, I need you to set your things down and turn toward me because I really want you to get what these kids have to say about you. And he said, oh, okay. And he stood there and I started reading the list to him. Mr. Knuckles, you are this, you are that. And he, with tears in his eyes, it's like the energy, the positive energy like affected his body. He almost got like blown back a few inches and he had tears in his eyes and he just stood there taking in these recognitions that the kids had shared. And it was a very powerful moment because here he is, this incredibly successful human being, but being acknowledged in a way that is meaningful, authentic, genuine, really, um, it affected him in a profound way. And from that day on, suddenly he followed me to different districts where I worked and he would come and be a guest in our classes. He came to the high school for expelled youth and brought in all these really extraordinary, expensive African artifacts and let the kids touch them and hold them. I mean, just a really extraordinary person. But just the idea that we took the time to recognize him changed everything in our relationship. And actually he, he said, what was that that you did? So I gave him a nurtured heart book. He took it home and read it that night. And he got a hold of me and said, I read the book. Now I know what you're up to count me in. So you just never know what different, what kind of difference you can make for someone. Um, so we do it because we want to support others, but the gift we receive back of watching our recognitions land 
and being able to witness that transformation is um, just, again, so profound, so interesting, so much fun, and it makes you feel better. Like it builds your own self-worth because you feel good about helping people. Yeah, that's so true. I I took it. I I listened to the podcast like a daily podcast with like a little um, thought, like a a Jewish um, philosophy like thought. It's super quick and um, it's daily, and it's just I I love it. And I was like, I don't know if this guy like really wants people to be messaging him because it's a WhatsApp thing. So he so I have his number, like his personal cell phone number. I was like, I don't know. And I know him. He writes curriculums for like these fancy places. Like he's a fancy guy, you know, the big rabbi. But I was like, I like kind of believe in doing this. So I should really just do it. So I, I WhatsApped voice noted him. I said, Hey, you know, I hope it's okay that I'm messaging you, but I just have to say like, this is your work has been so meaningful to me in this and this and this ways. And I appreciate it in this and this and this ways and whatever. And he sent me such a beautiful, almost like gushing response of how much it means to him that I took the time to send it and how, how meaningful it makes his work and how hard he works on it and how it just means so much to know that someone out there, it's like, how does he not know that someone out there is enjoying it? He has so many followers, but that, that actual voice, you know, that actual heart showing up and saying, Hey, this is, this is what I see. And this is what I hear. And this is what I appreciate it doesn't matter how many numbers you have listening to your stuff. It's the actual person appreciating you. That connection that you spoke to earlier, the connection of person to person that's so meaningful to know that you've made a difference, to know that you've done something, you've contributed and, and someone's received it and someone's taken it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I love that you chose to do that. And you know, that there's a saying or we hear that people in high places are often so isolated. And I think that's true. And the higher up you get in whatever profession you're working in, you hear less appreciation. I know that school principals get very little appreciation. Sometimes teachers feel like they get very little appreciation. So um, yeah, we're all in this together. We're all human beings. We all have hearts. Um, and you know, people that have experienced trauma have up their walls and they don't want to accept appreciation sometimes, but that doesn't mean you give up. You just find ways to do it that can be meaningful for them. So I love that story. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Yes. I love it too. And a high school girl that I just yesterday, she, she got it right. She said, I said, we were talking about how it's weird to just like, be proud of the fact that you got out of bed or brushed your teeth. Like nobody talks about that. Like I brushed my teeth this morning. Like nobody talks about that, but like, why? Like it's ridiculous. Like wouldn't it have been bad if you didn't brush your teeth? Like we need to give ourselves credit. We need to set ourselves up. Anyway, I'm doing, I'm doing um, great as kids. So you know all about it. So she says to me, she says, yeah, yeah. It really, you know, it doesn't make sense that it's weird. Why is it weird? It shouldn't be weird. And I was like, yes, you get it. You're right. It shouldn't be weird, but somehow, and this is the negativity bias, somehow the good is supposed to be like self-understood. Like, obviously, you know, they're famous. Of course they know, you know, or they're, they're yeah. the principal. Of course they know. Like, obviously we're sending our kids to school every day. Obviously they know that we trust them or something, you know, like they should just know. But like, if something goes wrong and we don't like something, then probably they don't know. And probably we need to say it and probably we need to talk about it and meet about it and make it better. And the thing is, is most times people are trying really 
hard mm-hmm. at not having those bad things happen. And when they happen, chances are they're not proud of it. And that doesn't mean there doesn't mean that you need to be the clarity piece, right? The boundaries and being clear and saying, you know, like you said, reset the F word, please. You know, like there's, there's things to say for sure. Um, but that piece of like, we need to get them to get it. Like it's actually the good stuff that they don't get. We need to get them to get the good stuff. And Celeste, this is a line that I've heard you say over and over again, but I've heard you say it to me and it landed and you, you said, do you get that? Like, do you get it? You were standing with me. I took the mic for an epiphany and you listened to me and then you recognized me and you're like, do you get that? Like, do you get it? And you were so excited about it. You were so into it. You were so excited about me. And I mean, talking about, we talk in, in the Nurture Heart, there's this example about Toys R Us of like the, the adult in the, in the child's world being this like incredible source of entertainment with all the energy and personality. And, and obviously we know in what well, we're talking about psychological safety and all that, we know that the attach and attachment theory that having an adult who sees you is like life or death for a child. They need us to see them. But talking about like energy and intensity being like delicious to a child, Celeste, you are like the, you are like, I don't know, Disneyland or like a candy store. You are so intense and so energetic. And when that, all of that energy and intensity is poured on you, it's like, oh my gosh, she's talking to me. Anyway, so, and you're, you pour it so freely and so generously and you really like I think that story with the dentist and also with me calling that rabbi it's this pause we have to take to intentionally invest in this world being a more positive place it's not just going to happen because we believe in it and it's not just going to happen within our workshops or within the actual classrooms we teach in or that our actual family like it's a risk talk about a risk it's a risk to take to take that pause and actually pour this kind of positivity in the world. But right, if we want to change in the world, we've got to be the change. So I just, yeah, it's an, it's an incredible story with a dentist. And I think we all, I, I hope we all can relate to being seen in a meaningful way and how much that means mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can be that voice for someone else. And, and Celeste, you are that voice to so many people. So I am so grateful that I know you. I am so grateful that we had this conversation. Um, and I wonder with the last few minutes, if you have any closing thoughts or epiphanies or something you just want to share with the audience to close off here. Well, you know, I have to tell you that what you were just speaking about taking the pause to recognize someone, I love it when I have the awareness to do that. And, you know, we're all busy. We watch the baggers grocery bag our groceries we accept support from all these people but you know we get pedicures where people are sitting on stools to paint our toenails whatever if we can take that pause and have the awareness to pause and give some recognition it changes everything and you know we all know what it feels like when someone recognizes us it makes us want to be even better if your boss recognizes you you're like oh I get that. And it makes you want to be even better. So it can spread. And like you said, we have to take action. Like now's the time. So fit it into your day. I remember when my kids were in middle school and high school, I wouldn't let myself go upstairs to go to bed until I found every one of them and gave them a recognition for something they had done well that day. So that I was sending them to bed with that. It made me feel good. It made them feel good. And for teachers, 
if you and parents too, for anyone, if you choose to give recognitions and they're authentic and you're looking for the truth of the moment, it actually increases your own mood. It elevates you. It gives you a higher vibration, whatever you want to say. It makes you feel better. And that's why when I do follow-up trainings with teachers, they don't talk about the kids first. When I ask for success stories, they share things like, oh my gosh, I have energy at the end of the day now. I can go home and be with my family. I can exercise. I can hang out with friends where before they would just go home and sit on the couch and stare. So seeing the world in this way and being willing to say it to people gives you as much as you're giving them. So do it. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Celeste, I thank you for your generosity of spirit and time coming on this podcast and sharing with our audience your time, your wisdom, your experience, your stories, your energy, your life. And um, this is such a gift to me. And you are such a gift to everyone that gets to meet you, interact with you. And check the show notes to see how you can reach out to Celeste. And maybe um, if you are a teacher administrator, get some of the good stuff for your school. So go there check it go. out. <laughs> Thanks Thank for being so here. much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And